What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the She's Unoffendable podcast, where that she is me, your host, Rebecca Hamilton. I'm a law of attraction expert, an alignment life and business coach, a speaker, a realtor, and a soon-to-be published author. I love to help people bridge the energetic gap between where they are and where they want to be so that they can live the life that you've like dreamed of. To find out more about me or how we can maybe work together, you can check out my website at www.she'sunoffendable.com. You can also find me on Instagram at she's unoffendable. Okay, y'all, let's get started. Hey, everybody. What is up? It's Rebecca. I'm back. Um, So I wanted to get on here and talk to you guys today about white privilege, Black Lives Matter, and energetic alignment, because I think that we, you know, there's lots of ways to change your life. There's lots of ways to change things in the world. One of, or maybe the best way to change things is through energy. And that's what I teach all day is alignment. And it is literally what I've used to change my life um, from nothing to something, from not having anything, broke as hell, husband goes to prison, like shit, you know, he's a, he's a black man and he's, he's innocent. He goes to prison and then I'm left raising a biracial child, which I love so endlessly and trying to figure out life. Like I didn't have anybody helping me. I didn't have anything. Right. So we figure that out. Um, my husband end up, ends up getting sentenced to life without parole, natural life. And we're like, what the hell? But by now we're like, we're into this energy things. We're like, all right, we got to figure out how to reverse this energy. Cause what I know is that energy, anything is possible. And so, yes, like, I want to talk to you guys about, about racism. I want to talk to you about white, this is actually a subject I'm pretty passionate about because I am in the South. And I've been in the South and I fell in love with a black man in the South and I had a biracial baby in the South. And I stood up for my friends that were black in the South and I lost friends because of it. And that doesn't make me some great person, but what it does do is it gives me a view from both sides. And so even though I am not black and I've not been raised in that community, um, I've spent a lot of time there and, and, um, so yeah, so I'm like, I just want to talk about that because I think that it's all a process and I think we have to be kind of easy with each other. I've lost a quite a few, maybe in, in like a few hundred friends in the last few days or the last few weeks, either through me unfriending them or them unfriending me or them blocking me or me blocking them because nobody's going to come on my page and start talking top shit to me. It's not going to happen. So I just rather block you and keep it moving. Um, that is the no drama part of me these days, but, um, but anyway, so let's start with white privilege and let me just break it down for you because y'all, I didn't get it for a while. You know, I didn't get, you know, I wasn't all lives matter person in the beginning. And that's just honest. Like, and, and I had a black husband and I have a biracial child. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, it was hard for me. It was hard for me coming up. I didn't have any extra, nobody gave me anything, but what I was failing to see was that I was getting something just purely because of the color of my skin. And I always knew that because like, like I knew it on some level and, but I, I, I didn't associate the two. Like I didn't 
think about it. And it really was just an evolution of the thought. It wasn't that I didn't realize that there was racism. Lord knows I realized it. I've seen some heinous things in my life. I have seen some outright, like very evil things in my life. I have witnessed some, a lot of hate. And when it comes to that, probably from being in the South, um, and just growing up when I did, you know, it was 20 years ago, or 30 years ago next year when I met my husband. So that tells you how long ago it was. And, you know, just even in 10th grade, um, and, I, and I had seen lots of things before that, but 10th grade was the first year that I had to just not stop being friends with a girl who was supposed to be like one of my best friends because I wanted a black girl to ride in the car with us in the morning to go get breakfast and go to school. And it was just like, she didn't want to ride in the car with a black girl. I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is so bizarre to me because I just don't think that way. I think like, as long as you're cool, like we're good. But then again, like I was raised, you know, differently. And part of it was just my own mental makeup because from the time I was born until before I went to high school, I had rashes all over my skin, all over my arms, all over my legs. I would get some here. I'd get some on my stomach. Like it came and went, but there was, you know, most of the time in school, even down here, I was wearing long sleeves, long pants, even in the summer and I'm in Florida. So, you know, it was, it was, um, and I was being judged by my skin. Obviously it wasn't the same thing, but I was being judged, meaning I was being teased and made fun of, and people did not want to be my friend because of my skin. Again, I'm not comparing the two, but I am saying like, it did give me a little bit of perspective. Um, and so, you know, when I started to think about it and realize that my journey would have been harder had I been black, not because a black person isn't as capable and not because a black person isn't as smart or resourceful or whatever. But if you're a black woman, then you have less of an opportunity. You're going to make less money statistically than a white woman. Like, so in, so when you start to realize that the odds are just stacked harder and when you are coming from that perspective when you are a black person and especially, you know, in the South and the way that we're raised and y'all we're carrying our energetic baggage with us from our mom and our mom's mom and our dad and our dad's dad and all the way back. And our perceptions, what we have to be aware of is that our perception, you know, by the time we're 30, Joe Dispenza talks about this. Like by the time you're 30, your perception is really kind of hardwired. So you've hardwired the transmitters in your brain. So by the time you're 30, you're pretty much set. And if you don't do some digging, then it, you could stay there. Like if you don't become aware and present, you could stay there. So if you think about it, like this whole awareness thing and self-help and spirituality and, you know, learn all this stuff, this is new. This isn't stuff that our parents' parents were doing or their parents' parents were doing. like, this is new stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of perception that's been passed down that never looked for another place. So, and that's where the energetic piece comes in because I know for sure that it makes a difference. And I do not believe that it matters what color you are when it comes to energy. Dominant energy, clear alignment will win no matter what, like no matter what. And nobody could tell me anything different about that. Um, however, um, so, okay. So Black Lives Matter. Let's talk about that really quickly. I just want to touch on it. People, you know, like I said, I was in all lives matter. And now I do realize, and I have realized for like quite a long time that black, it, just saying black lives matters is, is like, 
it's like, if your child came to you and said, mom, like, I'm so hurt. They're devastated. Maybe it's your daughter and a guy just like dumped her and was mean to her. She's devastated. And it's like, mom, you know, I can't believe this happened. Do you think it's me? Do you love me? And you're like, yeah, I love everybody. Like, I love all the children of the world. It's like, you can't do that. You know, it's like, not everybody's hurting right then just your daughter is. So why not support that? Why does it take away from us? And the only reason why is because your ego, your ego wants to say, no, me, me, me. No, it's me, me, me. This is about me. And it's not about you. Here's the thing is that white privilege is not saying that you're racist because you're white. It's saying that we are in a system that is built on white supremacy, meaning not like it's meaning that white people are at the top. Like people are down here. Well, I don't know if it's exactly like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's built on the fact that white people are intrinsically like better on some, for some, on some level, which is complete bullshit. Like, right. We know it's complete bullshit, but the system is still there. And that's why black men are so much more likely to be pulled over by the police and why they make substantially less than white men in the workplace, why black women make substantially less, why, you know, uh, black schools are traditionally underfunded, HSBCUs, my son went to a HSBCU to play football, traditionally, I mean, they're very underfunded, um, you know, all of these things add up to this end result. And so it's like, it's sort of like, you know, these people saying, oh, well now, because it's just opportunities, like you can get wherever you want to go. Well, it's true. But if you are energetically in a place where, you know, you've had these things happen to you or to your ancestors over and over and over, and and then it continues to be show up in your world over and over and over, then you're not on the same playing field. And it's okay to say, you know what? I'm not racist. I know this isn't personal. It may have been built on this structure and white people before me came. I don't have to be upset about that. I don't have to take a knee. I don't know where this whole take a knee thing came in, y'all. Somebody said this to me the other day. Oh no, it was a post. Somebody said, I'll be damned if I'm going to take a knee in front of anybody, you know, not just black, but just like anybody. And it's like, I don't even know who's asking you. Is somebody asking you to do that? Like, I haven't heard anybody say, take a knee in front of me. Like I wouldn't do it. I feel like the whole point is equality. So equality means we're all hanging out on the same, the same place. Now taking a knee to acknowledge police brutality. Yeah, I'll do that all day because there is police brutality. I mean, y'all, the other day I set a timer just to see how long eight minutes and 46 seconds was because you hear it and it doesn't really, I promise you, you can get so much done in eight minutes and 46 seconds. And that's how long that man, George Floyd, was on the ground with a knee on his neck from an officer who had his hands in his pocket. He was chilling. It is so fucking unacceptable that that happened. And I know people say, yeah, but white people, this happens. That's not the point. And so here's the thing, y'all. Let me just get down to this energy thing, because here's the thing. It's like, you can look at it on this physical plane, right? And we can know that we need to take out the things that are not, um, based in equality, like any, any practices, any things that are not based in equality, they need to go. Um, so that's on this physical plane, but I want to talk to you about how 
energetically, we are all so powerful because alignment, one aligned person is more powerful than a million out of alignment. And I can tell you this, anybody who is pushing against something is creating more of it in their lives. I'm going to say that again. Anybody who is pushing against something is creating more of it in their lives, creating more opportunity for you to see it because you're focusing on it, even though you're focusing against it. So every subject is two subjects. And if you're focusing on racism, for instance, but you're pushing against racism, so anti-racism, which I know there's this, there's this movement for anti-racism. And I agree that we need to do things like, you know, if you're at the hair salon and your hairdresser is racist, we might say, well, she's just saying that, but I'm just going to get my hair done and leave. No, find another hairdresser. Like don't support that. You know what I mean? So I get that. But on the other, you know, piece of it, it's like, we've got to get our own energy together so that we can become powerful so that we can become, um, the ones that are, the dominant energy in the room, because that's what's going to change things. That's what's going to change how your life is. And like, you can't be, you know, you can't go walk up a hill or you're not going to walk up. Well, I guess you could walk up a hill. (laughs) You're not going to go up a mountain and sprain your ankle and then go back and help somebody else up the same mountain because you've sprained your ankle. You have to take care of yourself and then go help somebody. So the most powerful that you can be is when you are connected and tuned in. And if you are pushing against something, you cannot do that. You cannot push against and before something at the same time, right? You can't be mad and happy at the same time, can you? The same thing goes for the problem and the answer. You cannot be in the problem and the solution at the same time. They are at vibrationally different places. Einstein said it. He was right. Um, It's been proven over and over. Vibrationally, those places are different places. So you can't push against it and also be creating a solution. So for me, my thing is like, let's start to create a solution. Now, you know, once and it's, it's an evolution for each of us. Like each of us are on this evolution that we have to get there when we get there. And that is one reason to try to be kind to people. And yet, y'all, it's 2020. I feel like if you are not like willing to hear the conversation, now it's one thing if you're, if you're like asking curious questions and you're willing to hear the conversation and you're willing to talk civilly, that's one thing. But if you're somebody who's willfully ignorant, like Candace Owens or somebody else like that, that willfully is putting facts in disarray so that they, you know, fit your narrative, or you willfully are ignorant just to the fact of what's going on and don't want to educate yourself, then that's something that for me, you're just not my people. Like, I don't, I think at this point in our lives, we need to be like, I'm 46. I mean, at what point, like the people that are my age range and higher, the ones under us, I feel like are not the ones with the bigger problem. It's the ones my age and higher that are the ones that are fighting against this. Because for some reason, people think if you say that there's white privilege, that means that you had it easy. It means that you um, didn't have to deal with anything in your life, that everything was given to you and that you're a racist. None of that is true. None of that is true. White privilege is just purely saying that this system was built on this 
this idea, this hierarchy, this supremacy, this white supremacy. And there is systematic racism. And I don't care what Trump or anybody else says, there is systematic racism. You know, whatever governor in Tulsa says, like, I don't even know all the people who are trying to come out against it and say it's not there. But I can tell you that it for sure is there. Like, there definitely is something going on. That doesn't mean that there aren't white people and Asian people and Latino people that are also not being affected by the same type of issues. They're just not the same extent or they're not the same exact issue. Like, you know, I think it's time that we just recognize that. So once you put that away and you go, okay, so, okay, here it is. White, white privilege, I get it. Then what do you do? Because you could sit in the problem and the problem with that is there will always be something else to fight. It's like the war on drugs, right? They announced the war on drugs and then crack showed up in communities, right? And then it became crazy. And like, I'm reading this book and they're talking about how we went from like, you know, some small, like a couple hundred thousand people in prison here in the US to like 2 million in just a few years. And so it's like the war on drugs creates more, the war on Teen pregnancy creates more. The war on whatever creates more. Why? Because we're pushing against. So you have to find, because every subject is two subjects. So are you pushing against racism or are you for equality? Right? That's the thing, because as long as you are pushing against, you are in one of the places. And it may be because you need to heal. Um, it's normally because you need to heal. Um, from something that's happened. You need to pull out that story. You need to rewrite that story. Y'all, truth is subjective and you have to decide what means more to you. Is being connected and being able to be a light for other people more important to you or is just telling the same stories over and over and over more important to you? And here's the thing, and this, and I, I do want to say this because I, I do think that there is power in acknowledging right now what's happened throughout history to black people, because like, I know as, as you know, just throughout my life, there's been times where I've been gaslighted. Do you know what gaslighting is? It's like when somebody says, you know, like somebody tells you, um, there's red flowers in the garden and you go to the garden and there's no red flowers. And I'm like, no, there are like it, that's a bad example, but gaslighting is basically saying one thing and then it being something else. And then you feel like you're crazy. Cause you're like, what the hell? And that's what's happened in America, which is like, Hey, we're not racist. There's the, 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 you know, police system doesn't, it's not trying to do anything to you. Like the, everybody loves you. We're not, we're not this, but in fact, your daily experiences are telling you something different. So you've been gaslighted your whole life and people go, well, why do you need me to acknowledge racism? Well, because they've been getting gaslighted for the whole damn life. So of course, you know, a little acknowledgement goes a long way. A little acknowledgement of saying, yeah, like I see the problem. I see what's going on. That doesn't mean that you know, you can change it all or that it's even your fault. It just means that, hey, I see it. I, I empathize with you. What if we have some compassion? You know what I'm saying? So like, once you get past that, once you heal, once you get to that place, once you go, okay, I'm there, I've done what I can. Because see, here's the thing, even in the fight against racism, you will do better, any color you are, it doesn't matter, if you are fighting for equality you're always going to be better when you are fighting for something versus fighting against something. So that's the first acknowledgement that we have to make to ourselves. Like, you know, when in terms of energy, if you want to line up the energy, you have to figure out, 
what you're for and what you're against. And whatever you're against, you've got to find its counterpart and start moving towards that. You've got to start looking at what are the stories that are shaping your life? How important are they? And are they something that you can switch them so that they empower you versus make you a victim? Because in reality, y'all, I don't believe anybody's a victim. I believe that the people that are here with the most contrast, no matter the color, are people that came to learn the biggest lessons. And there's white people and Italian people and Hispanic people and whatever. I'm probably not even saying them all right, but whatever. There's all sorts of people and all sorts of experiences that are having, you know, this guy, Stuart Wilde used to say, um, interesting evolutionary experience, meaning you're having a hell of an evolutionary experience. And I believe that the people that came here to have those, like I believe my husband and even I, like I believe we're here for an interesting evolutionary experience. And so I take it as a compliment that my soul wants to expand and that doesn't that doesn't diminish what's right and wrong, but it does make me feel better. And that's what this journey is about. It's like, how do you get into alignment with yourself? And the way that you do that is by causing yourself to connect with this higher place. And the way that you do that is through going through your stories, going through, what are you for? What are you, what are you pushing for? You know, what is it that you really want? And I think it's really interesting when you start getting down to it, because I know I've been in places where I have felt victimized. And I felt like people were doing something to me. And the moment that you decide that you, and my husband and I have this conversation because, you know, we both sincerely believe that both sides, like, you know, it is up to the world to change. And yet, you know, for me, I want to bypass all that and change myself. Like, I didn't want to have to wait to have the right you know, to have my husband home before I could have a six figure business. I didn't want to wait until to have my husband home to be able to raise, you know, our child. Well, I didn't want to have to wait to live my life. And a lot of people are waiting to live their lives until something is resolved. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to do that. You can now become the most dominant energy. And when you do it in the most positive way, your results are going to be phenomenal. And you are going to actually be able to affect change. And that to me is the biggest thing about all of this. Like I can sit and talk to you about Black Lives Matter. I'm fully on board. I can sit and talk to you about white privilege. I'm fully on board. But what I want to talk about is how do we get from here to here? How do we get from not having the things we want, from not having anything to having something? How do we get from injustice to justice? That is the journey that I'm most excited about because that's where we can have change. And any place where we can take our power back, those are the places where we can start to affect change. So I'm going to leave you with this today. And any area of your life, I want you to sort of search through what are the areas of your life that you feel like you're a victim of? Because those are the areas that are creating that victim place with, you know, in all the areas of your life. Because if you think about it, energy is just this big recipe of all these beliefs and stories. So if you have victim or if you have these people are doing it to me, this is happening to me, not that I'm in any way responsible for showing up. So, you know, a lot of us are messy creating y'all. And I'm not saying that something bad happens and Lord knows I've had a lot of bad things happen in my life. I'm not saying that those things I asked for them. What I'm saying is I was messy creating and I showed up there. 
And now that I know that I have power over my energy, I can't unknow that. So now I know that I have some power. So now I want to create different opportunities in the future. And that's all law of attraction is. It's about creating different opportunities, the opportunities that are going to serve your highest good and the highest good of those around you. So that's what we're trying to get at is that, you know, place where we are in the flow where we're making the decisions, where we're focusing on what is going to take us and help us to expand. We want to take our expansion. We've all seen enough negative things in our lives to last us for hundreds and thousands of lifetimes. But if we can start to turn our turn our face the other way, turn our attention, our face, turn our attention the other way. Like when, you know, I believe when Jesus says, turn the other cheek, that's what he's talking about is to turn our attention to the exact opposite. Because as you do that, you activate that. And as you hold that thought for 17 seconds, you begin to create. And then as you hold it for 68 seconds, then it is a thing. It's an actual opportunity that can come to you. That's available out there. And anybody who taps into it can have that access to that. So all that is super exciting to me. So anyway, that's my message for today. You guys go in and look and see where is it that you're hanging around where you're feeling like something is being done to you because that's a great subject to start on to go, okay, how am I contributing? How am I showing up? And, um, the videos moving forward are going to be addressing that stuff. Like I want to talk about how we become more from nothing because that's something I'm so passionate about because it's something that I had to do. And, um, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm teaching it from actual experience. And I want to share that with you guys um, because you are so super, super powerful. And uh, that's what, that's, that's the real lick right there. Y'all the real lick is figuring out how exactly powerful you are. So until next time, y'all have a good one.